We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. You love Ernest. Same guy. Different name. Back again with another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. So, um... I just want to start off this podcast with uh, this own little segment called Small News. And Small News is basically me trying to uh, talk about things that I've either mentioned in the past, uh, in past episodes, uh, that I revisit real quick. I will try to purposely make it a, a quick revisit so I'm not spending 30 minutes 30 to 45 minutes on the one topic and get to the actual segments that are going to be at least that that long. Um, but uh, it, it, it could also just be news or just things that happen that I really don't have much else to say, any different things to say about it. I'll just either pose a question and then pose my short thoughts on it and then move on to the next uh, segment. So in this small news segment right here, I'm going to talk about uh, Justice Smollett once again. I'm going to probably put it to rest here, my thoughts and everything else here, because I don't see my mind changing at all. And I'm not going to be frank with y'all. It hasn't changed. I'm uh, going to talk about Justice Smollett. I'm going to talk about R. Kelly. I'm going to talk about Michael uh, Jackson and then Robert Kraft. Uh, so... I guess we could, we're we're gonna go in that order. I'm guessing. So Jesse Smollett has my mind changed. You know, like I said, uh, you can hear <laughs> my totally progressive thoughts <laughs> about uh, the Jesse Smollett situation uh, and how my mind has changed from when I first talked about it and when I said, "Yeah, I think that you know, if this is true, then we should look at it as you know." We, we should take this seriously. We should at least take the accusation seriously. Then it went from that to, yeah, I think this nigga lying. Then it went from that to, yeah, I know this nigga lying. He's a piece of shit. And now it's still, I know this nigga lying. It's proven this nigga lying. He's a piece of shit. But now he's blaming the lie on a untreated drug addiction that he has. And I saw someone today say he got this drug addiction because of white people, because, you know, prescription drugs and all that yada yada jazz. Yeah, that's not the route I'm taking here. The route I'm taking here is simply this. Do not fall for it, people. I say that and people are going to fall for it. So uh, I'm speaking to death years, but I do that majority of the time when I do these episodes uh so I understand that before hitting that play button um when I speak that not a lot of people either are gonna listen to it or not a lot of people gonna listen to it and actually uh you know listen actually take take what I have to say seriously or just you know people listen to what they want to listen to if I say something that they uh 
agree with or whatever, then that's what they're going to take away. If I say something that they disagree with, they're not going to listen to it. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that's everybody. I'm not even saying that is you per se, if you're listening to this right now. But I just know I, I just know how people are. Uh, you know, uh, you you can uh, feel what however you want about that, but I also don't think he's going to get jail time either. I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, saying he deserves it. I saw someone say that his him accusing, uh, making up this false hate crime situation is the equivalent of a uh, a woman. Making up a false rape accusation. And I and I agree with that comment. And also, with that being said, just like I say all the time, when uh, people make up false rape a- allegations, I feel as though they should get the jail time or prison time uh, that, you know, the person was going to get had they were found guilty of actually raping that individual. So let's just say... Uh, within the Chris Brown situation that I talked about. Let's just say he was actually guilty of raping said woman in Paris. Well, uh, well, in France. I don't know if it was in Paris, but in France, but same shit, right? But let's just say Chris was about to get 15 years in, 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 in a prison. Uh, well, I think uh, since the lady did lie about it, I feel as though she should get 15 years. You know, she should get the same amount of years Chris would have got had he actually been guilty of said crime, right? Okay, same with this Jussie Smollett situation. They're saying about three years. I don't know if that if three years uh, for hate crime, I don't know if that's the case. If I was to go around, and again, this is not me, but hypothetically, if I was to go around hating uh, if I hated a specific group of people, or uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, a specific group of people, and then I beat someone up who belongs to that group, I don't know if three years, you know, well, that did happen in Chicago. Chicago is different from Mass, Massachusetts, but I don't know if three years is the max one could get. But let's just say Smollett was actually a victim of the hate crime from the two. Uh, white guys uh, that actually did it, right? If Jussie is getting the three years for lying, then I'm assuming that the, uh, well, in my law, that would have meant those two guys would have gotten three years as well for their hate crime, okay? Uh, But as I stated, I don't think he's going to see any of that time. What I think is going to happen is... uh, They're going to be as easy as possible on Jussie and they're just going to let him walk. I really do think that. I think they're going to let him walk um, and um, they they they're going to let the public deal with uh, handle him, meaning that they're going to let uh, public opinion just either trash Jussie Smollett or ignore it like I've seen other people do it. I have yet to see, once again, members of the LGBT community uh, say, yo, that was fucked up. We're really out here victims of what you claim to be a victim of. And I have yet to see any of them speak up about it. 
not surprised yet again, but, you know, I wasn't expecting them to speak out or, uh, I won't even say all, I won't say, I wasn't expecting all of them to speak. I wasn't expecting to see all black people do so. I did see some people come and say, and retract their statements and say, yeah, we believed in you and this, that, and the third, and then you'd pull this shit. Fuck you. You're an asshole for that. And they're absolutely right to feel however they want to feel about the situation. Um, that's that. Uh, so that's just my thoughts on the, my quick thoughts on the Justice Smollett shit. Uh, don't blame your drug addiction on this bullshit. Granted, you have to be a fucking crackhead to come up with the lie and do the shit that you did. But, uh, so I do believe he probably does have a drug addiction, but get help for that. That's, that's the only kind of words I'm gonna give him. You're still a piece of shit. Um, and yeah, you're still a piece of shit. So R. Kelly, R. Kelly locked up. He's at he he's actually in police custody right now. They got his ass. Supposedly there's a new tape. This nigga bold as a motherfucker, right? There's a new tape that they have. And I'm not watching this tape. Y'all creeps could watch it. I ain't watching it. But there's a new tape of him and another teenage girl. Just like the piss tape situation that happened years ago, right? There's a new tape now. Yeah. Like I said, this nigga bold as fuck for actually still making tapes. But get that nigga the fuck up out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but like I said, like I said a couple weeks ago. All right, because people are going to attribute that and say it was the documentary that did. I don't think it was a documentary. I think it was maybe the documentary had 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 uh, it brought it brought attention to it. But again, they said it's a new tape. So there's a new tape of him being involved with this teenage girl. And shit's about to go down. Now it's just a let's wait and see. Uh, and, and let's wait and see what happens. But like I said, when I was talking about the doc. Everybody on that doc need to go down. And I will not be surprised. I actually hope R. Kelly snitches on everybody. Only difference is I don't want him to get off like 6ix9ine is getting off. Which I'll talk about the whole 6ix9ine. Snitch 9. That's what I call him. Uh, situation. Uh, if not next segment. Probably the segment after that. After looking my notes. Uh, but I really do hope that R. Kelly ends up just ratting on people. Reading on people who were obviously involved. Yes. Uh, I don't support snitching. No, I don't support support snitches. Let me just say that. But I think that everybody who is involved in this BS needs to be held accountable. Like I was saying in my in the earlier episodes when I covered the documentary, which you can go back and listen to, wherever you listen to this uh, podcast, that... Um, it ain't just R. Kelly to be to 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 blame. It there were people in that documentary talking who were very uh, much responsible for what happened, such as people letting R. Kelly uh fuck with their nieces and shit. You know, they were introducing their fucking teenage nieces to R. Kelly, even though they were victims of R. Kelly's bullshit. Why in the fuck would you introduce your fucking teenage niece 
to the man who tormented you for years. Mm. Why would parents do so when they heard about the situations? I mean, we we I discussed that. I discussed that in those episodes and all that shit. Uh, so again, go back and listen to them. Um, but that's all I got to say about that. Hopefully Kelly gets thrown under the fucking prison. But I also hope uh, while he's in uh, prison purgatory, um, you know, the people in the documentary who are responsible for the bullshit, they're also locked up in prison purgatory too before they hit hell. All right, so that's that. MJ. All right, not Jordan, but Jackson. Mm, this documentary shit. I, I talked about it as well, too. Uh, but again, I don't know what to... I, I probably end up well watching the documentary just once again, just to see uh, why these three men are who back in the day testified on oath and said that Michael Jackson did nothing to them. Again, this is on oath and I know people are going to bring up, oh, they lied and blah, blah, blah. The thing is, this discussion just brings up more of how um, biased people are than it does the actual situation at hand. The actual situation at hand, obviously, these three men, when they were young boys, uh, were alleged Michael Jackson of molesting them, right? But people are not really, they don't, it's not, it's not really the issue that they care about. It's all about whether they care about a specific movement, you know, the Me Too movement, shit like that against sexual assault. It's all about whether they want to continue to push this movement because they want to continue to push themselves or it's about do they want to deny the stories because they're of Michael Jackson's stand and that no one's looking at it at the at, at, at as the situation as they should. Right. Again. These are three dudes who, and I believe one of the men, I forgot who, but one of the men's mother came out and said that she made him lie. She, so she admitted that this was a lie. So it's really funny that, you know, and this is why I want to watch the documentary, but it's really funny that you got three men who were boys at the time and said, who went on oath and saying Mike never touched us. Number of um, number of the victims also said my parents made me lie. A mother comes out and says, "Yes, I made my son lie." And it, this is all for money, all uh, anyways. But I made my son lie, and now these three men are coming back in there saying, "No, actually, he did touch us." Now, someone's going to probably ask, well, what sense does it make for these men who uh, are, you know, claiming to be victims? Uh, what sense does it make for them to lie about it? Um, ask Jesse Smollett, why did he lie about being a victim of a hate crime? Ask any rape, any false rape accusation uh, 
any person who made a false rape accusation, um, why did they make that up, right? <laughs> people lie. People want to act like people do not lie. People want to act like it, the only reason why people want to believe other things is because you don't want to believe the truth. Because once again, like I said, you make your coins off of uh, speaking about this Me Too shit. All right. Um, yeah. And as far as the, 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 the president of the Me Too movement, the uh, former president of the WNBA, I believe. As she's stepping down because of the Me Too. I know this wasn't part of this segment, but I got it just brought up to my mind. So, hey, that's what we doing over here. Improvising. Um, forget the woman's name. Uh, forgive me for forgetting her name. But, yeah, that's wild. It's wild that she's stepping down because her son is now being uh, accused of sexual misconduct. The very thing that she is obviously against now i'm not saying it's wild that she's stepping down and say oh well you the i'm not accusing anything of her i just want to see what that what else happens because if her son is being falsely accused of sexual misconduct and she knows it herself I think she will be doing a big injustice and in not speaking on the falsehoods of uh, the dangers of lying about being a victim of sexual misconduct, right? I'm not saying she has to start an entire movement that is against the Me, the Me Too movement. I have no problems with the movement at all. All right, I have problems with certain people and what they stand for in the movement, but as a whole, I am I, I'm I'm for the movement, right? But it was just wild to me to find out that this is the lady who started the movement, and she stepped down because her son is you know alleged of being uh, guilty of it now. If he is guilty of the sexual misconduct that he is alleged doing, I don't I don't think that we should look at her. We meaning you, not me, because I don't do this, but I don't think we should look at her as a hypocrite. I don't think we should look at her and say this is her bad because I'm pretty sure she did not raise her son. Uh, I'm willing to guess that she did not raise her son to be a sexual predator. I just think that, you know, and we know this, you, you can act like, you know, and I'm not saying because you you may have done things or you do things that your parents do not approve of, that your parents do not did not do a good job or whatever. Uh, be, but you know this for a fact, you listener, I know this, but you listen, you know this for a fact that not everything your, your well, teachers, but not everything your parents taught you. You you just followed. I'm not saying you out you're out here sexually mis you know uh, sexually abusing people. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about simple shit like maybe your parents said never smoke weed, but you smoke weed. Maybe your parents say 
you cannot drink until you're 21 years old, but you had your first drink at 13, 14, 15, 16, right? And you continue to drink and you've been drinking for well over 21 years, right? Um, maybe your parents say you shouldn't, you know, uh, text and drive when that was, you know, becoming a thing. Yet you've been texting and driving since you got your fucking permit at 16, 17, 18, right? Uh, you know, so all I'm saying is it could be as something as like that. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, with, with, because you, you know, a lot of, a lot of these murderers and rapists out there, when you, when you see these documentaries and stuff, their parents would be like, we didn't approve of this behavior. We, we didn't tell, you know, Ted Bundy to do this crazy shit. Ted Bundy just did the crazy shit. Now, I didn't watch the doc and blah, blah, blah. I'm not watching the Ted Bundy doc. Unless you guys really, really, really want my thoughts on it and let it be known, then I will sit through and watch it. But I ain't watching the doc. I That's what it is. But um, I don't think it should have a bad reflection on her. I think it should have a bad reflection on the son. And why I'm saying that is because I don't think that she should be forced to step down. Or feels as though she had to step down from the movement um, because uh, of her son's fucked up actions, if it is true. Uh so again, I will pay some attention to that. I, I will. I hopefully they actually report on it because you know they like to shut certain shit down. Um, I hope that she's doing all right. I hope she's in good spirits. I hope you know she's trying to figure shit out, and I hope she does uh, figure shit out because uh, I have no problems with her. I have no problems with the movement that she started. I have problems with specific individuals who claim to be of the movement, but they're really not. Uh, but that has nothing to do with the movement. That has nothing to do with her. And if her son is guilty of doing whatever uh, sexual misconduct that he is guilty of doing, then he should obviously face the backlash for it. And whatever punishment comes with that should come. He he should be uh he, he should have to be able to deal with that punishment. But that should not reflect on her. That should not reflect on the movement. That should not reflect on what the movement is trying to, what, what the message the movie, movement is pushing out there. Okay, that's that. Who else I had to talk about? I said R. Kelly, MJ, um, Robert Kraft, right? Was he the last motherfucker? I think. Robert Kraft. I just don't understand why. And again, I don't know too much about the situation because I'm not here to try to, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not here to. I don't care, to be honest with y'all. I just want to answer for how come people it's not it's not socially acceptable now to look down on prostitution or prostitutes, but it's still socially acceptable to look down on men who basically buy pussy, who pay for sex. Now, I don't pay for sex. I'm too cheap to do that, and I feel I would feel like a loser doing so. That's just me. I just feel as though if I were to have sex with a woman, I want it to be her choice, obviously. I don't want to 
to be because she feels like it's she has to do it because there's a trade-off of money and for her body or whatever. And I know people are going to say, well, you take women on dates and you pay for this and you pay for that. Like I said in the previous episode, I don't expect sex from women when I take them out on dates. When I'm paying for both of our meals, when I'm paying for both of our movie tickets, when I'm whatever the date is, if I'm paying for it, I don't expect it. Would I like it? Well, depending on if I like the woman, if I find her sexually attractive, then yes, I'm going to want to have sex with her. But that want isn't because of I, I didn't take her out on a date just just to do that. A lot of y'all think that's the entry access to sex. No, the entry access to sex is simply if she wants you and you want her, bang, bang, boogie. You ain't got to take a woman on a date to get sex from her. Come on, y'all. Do I? Did I really have to educate y'all on that? Did I, of all people, really had to educate y'all on that? If I take a woman out on a date, it's because I genuinely want to spend time with her. Because I genuinely think that she would like the food at this specific restaurant that I like or that I wanted to try out. And I want to take her out and, you know, uh, experience that moment of, you know, that food with her. If I take a woman out on a date, it's because a movie date or so. It's because I want to see this movie. I think it's interesting. And if she showed any type of interest in it, um, I would really like to see that movie with her. We can talk about it, this, that, and the third. Or whatever the experience is that the date is, it's because I genuinely want to spend that time with that woman. And if I have to pay for it, then I have to pay for it. Again, if I am sexually attracted to that woman, at some point I would want to have sex with her. But am I expecting her to just give me the pussy the first night, second night? All that other shit. No, I'm not expecting any of that shit. She'll do so if or when she decides to do so. And if she doesn't, if she never decides to do so, that's her choice. I'll just have to find another woman who I find sexually attracted, uh, attractive. And uh, hopefully she finds me sexually attractive to the point where she wants to have sex with me. So it's really not that hard, gentlemen. All right, it's really not that hard, people. It's really not that hard. Uh, but on to the Robert Kraft situation. I just want to ask a question. How come you cannot talk bad about prostitutes or prostitutions, but you can talk bad about men who use prostitutes legally, okay? Well, when I say legally, I mean use them in the right way, as in they're paying for sex, they get the sex, and they move on. Now, I get it. This was supposedly a sets operation, uh, you know, an illegal sets op- uh, prostitution rink, I guess. Uh, but at the same time, if y'all going to be screaming, you know, sets workers in general, not just prostitutes, but sets workers deserve some respect. And I am not arguing uh, otherwise. I think prostitution should be legal. I think that I just don't think women should have pimps. I don't think that is, you know, I think prostitutes in general, not just women. I don't want to, you know, uh, seem like only uh, women are prostitutes, but just prostitutes. I just don't think the idea of pimping 
because to me it's 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 kind of a form of slavery but i don't think the idea of pimping should be legal unless the prostitute says this is my manager but as with all managerial situations or with most managerial situations uh the ideal managerial situation i should say you should be able to fire your manager okay you know uh athletes uh, musicians, if they're not satisfied with the work that their manager is doing, they can fire him and replace them or decide not to have a manager. I think the same situation should go down with prostitution. I, uh, you know, I think these prostitutes should be able to be their own boss. Um, but if they want to include a manager or some of y'all may call it a pimp, then be that as it may, but it should not be a situation where the pimp is running the show. The pimp or the manager should be the one in the background making sure things are safe. But ultimately, the boss is still the prostitute. So if the boss is not satisfied with the pimp's work, don't slap the pimp. Don't pimp slap the pimp. Fire the pimp. All right? And replace it. Or just say, no, I'm going pimpless. Okay? So... That's just my thoughts on that. I, again, this is not me defending Robert Kraft because he is the owner of the New England Patriots and I am a New Englander. I don't give a fuck about the Patriots. I don't give a fuck about this. I didn't give a fuck about the Super Bowl win. I didn't give a fuck about the NFL period. We made this, I made this plenty of clear, clear enough. I don't know how much more clear I can make that clear. Okay. But let's clear this segment up. And then on to the next one. All right, so we back. So before I get into, I actually have a clip I want to play for y'all in this segment. Uh, hooray clips, right? But I got a clip for y'all. And it's about the Tamla Horsford situation that is just this weird, uh, weird in a way because they're putting it out as if, as if it's an unsolved mystery. Me and a number of other people, we just found out about the Tamala Horsford situation last week. Last weekend, really, to be more specific, but last week, right? Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, last weekend, I want to say, was either February 19th or the 20th, or sometime last week, right? Uh, 
But we're in the month of February and we're in the year of 2019. This Tamala Horsford murder or a murder mystery happened in November of 2018. A lot of us are a lot of us. And I really do mean a lot of us who are talking about this just heard about it again last week or last weekend. Several months later. This is dealing with a black woman who is no longer here with us because she mysteriously died at this party that she attended. Um, She attended this party with, I believe, three other women. Um, One of the women who owns the house of where Tamala body was found in the backyard of or something like that uh her boyfriend is also involved in this and you're going to hear the clip and shit without further without me even speaking more i'm going to basically let the clip play share my uh opinion on it and then we're just gonna i'm gonna hit you with a commercial break and add and then we're gonna get into the next segment after that but uh listen to the clip Alright, that's it. Uh, hopefully y'all heard that. I'm pretty sure y'all y'all heard that. Now, you know, the last few clips I played were well, welly recorded, I guess recorded uh, greatly. So, um, yeah, now that you know about, you know, uh, uh, maybe a good bunch about this information of what happened, let me know your thoughts. What the fuck went down? Like I, like, well, let me just reiterate. So again, this woman, 
uh, the woman, Tamla uh, Horsford, uh, or they, they kept saying Horsford or something like that. I don't know. Um, she attends this party. And when I read it, it was a, a football party. They kept saying a football mom's party. It was her. And again, I think it was either three other uh, women there uh, at this party. And they're all, you know, just just there. It was supposed to be an all-women's party. But then the boyfriend is there at this party. And some shit went down. And supposedly Tamala is what they're saying. Drunk too much. And then she fell off the balcony and fell uh, onto her death. And that was what killed her. Be that as it may. If if it is true, I don't believe that for for a second. But let's speak on it. If it was true, why the fuck would you bury the body in the backyard instead of calling the fucking police and saying, "Hey, this woman fell to her death," or not calling the police, but calling the ambulance and maybe the police and saying, "Hey, this woman fell to her death. I need y'all to get her right now. This is who she is. X Y Z." If no dirt was done, why would you need to put her, why would you feel the need to bury her in the dirt in the backyard? Or not in their backyard. I believe it was a house that was near the girlfriend's house. She fell off the balcony of the girlfriend's house, but they bur- they buried the body uh, that is near uh, where the girlfriend lived. In the backyard of someone else's house, basically, or another house, basically. To try to cover the shit up. And I believe the residents of that house. Wherever they buried it. Found Tamala's body. If nothing went wrong. And this woman. Fell to her death. An accidental suicide is what. I believe it's called. Uh, when somebody just falls to their death. Um, unintentionally. Because they didn't. Intentionally jump off of a building. Or tried to intentionally kill themselves, right? Um, if that was the case, why not do everything to cover your ass legally? I don't mean cover your ass illegally, as in take the body, bury it in someone else's backyard, and hopefully that those residents get blamed for, or hopefully nobody finds out about the body and no one questions about this black girl or this black woman. She has five fucking kids. She was married. She has a family. Of course they're going to wonder. You heard from her friend, uh, is her name Danielle Graves? I know the last name Graves, so I'm going to just call her Miss Graves. You heard from her friend, Miss Graves. She has people who cares for her. Obviously, they want to know what the fuck was going on. Obviously, her five kids will want to know, where's my mom? Obviously, her husband will want to know, where's my wife? And her friend will want to know, where is my friend? I'm going to pay attention to this case. This is another situation I'm going to pay attention to. Because the reason why I don't have much to say about it. Because everything that I have to say about it is being said right now. I cannot say anything else unless someone else brings up some more information that wasn't introduced to me. But yeah, 
I also think it's bullshit how this man, uh, Barrera, is is seemingly not being charged with anything. Um, they're saying that he's not doing anything wrong. But didn't Miss Graves say that her personal information was not, was 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 looked up illegally by Barrea? Wasn't she getting threats and pushback from? the co-workers and the people at this party because Miss Graves, all she was doing was she was, she was asking too much of the important questions. Kind of like what I was saying about the, uh, uh, when I talked about the fire festival documentary, when the pilot Frank was asking too many of the important questions that, um, Billy McFarlane, Ja Rule, and everybody else and all the other people involved in the scam did not want to answer because it would have exposed some truth, some ugly truth, truths that they did not want to expose. So they let him go. But it was some pushback is what I'm saying. Miss Graves is getting the same types of pushbacks because she's most likely asking the important questions. Well, if this was, if this is true, then how come you probably didn't call the ambulance? How come you didn't call nine one one in general? Right. If she just fell to her death because she drunk too much and she was drunk and then she stumbled over this balcony and she fell. Why would you then try to cover that up? And I don't understand how they not get in charge with anything based off of that alone. Now, if that didn't happen, if the, the articles I read was was false, then I own up to it. I own up to uh, uh, giving y'all false information based off of the false information that I got. But when I first heard about this situation, it wasn't through a news report. Like I played y'all. It was through articles. Because ain't no news was talking about it. This is actually the first news report I've ever seen. So far. Of them talking about it. And in the news report you heard them say. They said it happened last November. As in November 2018. This news report was a recent news report. This news report happened in February of 2019. Just like how I told you, the articles that I've read about it were released last weekend, February 19th, 2019. Yeah, so as I stated before, when I have more information, I'm definitely going to stick to this situation. Uh, I'm just definitely going to talk about it. Um, I want the family of Tamala to get justice. I want Miss Graves to continue to keep asking questions. And I want her family and Tamala and anybody else close to Tam, uh, well, uh, Miss Graves and Tamala's family and anybody close to Tamala's family, uh, or just, uh, Tamala in general to continue to fight and push for the truth to be exposed. And hopefully justice will be served. But RP. Tamla Horsford, prayers for the family, 
prayers for the fam, uh, fam uh, uh, well, their friends and the family, and uh, yeah, but hit y'all with this ad, and afterward, we get into the next topic. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold, the rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, back. Another segment. Takashi Snitch 9. Yes. What I'm calling him, that's who he is. That's what it is. Um, what do I got to say about this situation? Let me address the people who's going to say or think that I am more upset. I saw someone make this stupid ass fucking comment. Um, so let me address. I did address it, but let me address it again. Someone said there are people who are more upset with Takashi snitching than they are about him being a sexual predator, right? Now, for those who are saying, what the fuck? Um, Takashi supposedly, and I don't know too much about it. That Hence why I never talked about it, because I don't know too much about it. But supposedly, he is, he, he, he shared a video of a 13-year-old girl giving oral sex to a bunch of grown ass men, right? Uh, supposedly he sent the video out to, you know, his people or whatever. Um, I don't know the case. I don't know if, you know, he was in the video. He was one of the men given, getting oral sex from this 13 year old girl, but supposedly he, he distributed the video, hence his child distribution of child pornography, hence that is a crime. That's what it is. I have zero problems with that being a crime. That's disgusting. Okay. Uh, that's number one. But let's be logical real quick, people. Real quick. Takashi 69 has been in police custody for how many months now? Takashi 69. If the police, he would not be getting out free. Or as the reports say. That he will be getting off scot-free. No time. Because of him ratting out every gang member. Every criminal that he was hanging around with. Right? He would still possibly be serving said time. If they had anything that involved him. In this supposed video of a 13-year-old girl giving head to grown men. If he had anything to do with the video, if he was in the video, if he was recording said video, or if he simply just saw the video somewhere and then passed it on to the homies and said, look at this shit, right? If he had anything to do with said crime or the distribution of said video. He would still be charged for that shit. I'm thinking. I don't know, but neither do you. 
but I'm thinking he would still be charged for that shit. Meaning he would at least serve the, I'm guessing two, three years for that instead of the fucking 25 to 50 years for the shit he was, uh, you know, eventually being charged with. The, the 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 years would have reduced from 50 years to three simply because of the child pornography shit the simple fact of the matter is he's not being charged with anything else anything at all really so that should tell you maybe they found out that he had zero to do with Either the recording of this 13-year-old girl giving or sex to these older men. He had nothing to do with the distribution of said video, nor was he involved in it in any way. Again, I didn't see the video because why? I'm not looking at videos of 13-year-old girls sucking dick. That may be your thing. You a nasty fuck. That ain't how I roll. But if they didn't find anything on that, and the things that they brought are were going to bring him down for was the his affiliation with Shoddy and the Treyway Blood Gang in New York City, right? Yet he said I if I tell on every motherfucker and what they did, y'all gonna let me out. They said, yeah, that's part of the deal. And now he told on everybody and they're letting him out. If that is the case, then I think it's pretty safe to assume that the child pornography thing had nothing to do with 6ix9ine. And again, I could be wrong because it also could mean he said, if I tell on everybody in Treyway, if I tell on everybody, you got to let me go from this case and the child pornography case. And they said, yeah, we'll do that because that could also be part of it, too. My thing is the reason why I am outraged about the snitching is because I don't approve of snitching. If you're going to sit around and participate in crimes or sit around with known criminals, knowing what the fuck they doing and all that other bullshit and be a part of it and then glamorizing and shit like that. But then when shit hits the fucking fan, you want to now snitch. No, if you ain't about that life. You should have never been part of it. People are going to ask that stupid question. Well, what would you have done? Not been a part of that bullshit. It's you internet gangsters out here who believe that putting on a facade like 6ix9ine was doing was okay. And that no one should be uh, dealt with the real life consequences of putting on a facade. No, that's not how the real world works. You can get on the internet, you can act like you're a part of this gang, that gang, you can act like you're a part of this life, that life, but guess what? There are consequences to doing so. Off the internet. 
6 9 should have dealt with those consequences. Simple. It's really that simple. As far as the child pornography shit goes, obviously I'm against that bullshit. But I don't know if it was true. If it's not true, and the police say it's not true, now people always, they always want to do this. They always want to deny the truth of the police or deny the results that police find, whether something is true or not true. They always want to deny it when it is something against their, their, uh, their guilty verdict. But that's another thing. All you motherfuckers who are internet police, internet judges, internet feds, internet DAs, internet whatever uh, law enforcement position that you hold on the internet. How about you leave the fucking internet and actually become a real police officer? Actually become a judge? Actually become a lawyer? Actually become a DA? Actually become a, you know, whatever, right? Actually become these things because these are real life jobs off the internet, people. And the only time your your involvement on the internet when you're holding either of these positions or you're trying to pursue any of these positions is if you're taking an internet class. If you're going to school to do that and you're doing research on the, uh, for a fucking paper you have to write because of these uh, positions. Now I know you don't need to. You don't need college to be a police officer. You'll need to go to college to be a police officer. I should say there is policing school, but you that's already for cops. Cops go to that to to find out. You know that you know uh, not to choke niggas out, and they still do it, or how to legally choke a nigga out, right? how to legally shoot a nigga 16 times an unarmed nigga 16 times right because of fear of death but don't be one of the individuals who want to because you don't want to believe the truth that you want to make up shit and be like well he's guilty of this that and the third you don't know that get off the fucking internet for once and get with reality I'm not saying Sitch Nine is not guilty of no child pornography shit. I'm saying the focus at hand right now is this motherfucker is getting off because he snitched. Now he did what he did. He did what he did what he thought was right for him. I'm not Six Nine. I don't want idolize Six Nine. I don't ever want to be Takashi Snitch Nine or Danielle Hernandez or Daniel Hernandez. Right? But y'all to be ashamed of yourselves if y'all are looking at this situation and saying that 6ix9ine snitching isn't a big deal to y'all. I'm not saying you have to care about 6ix9ine or the situation at all. But if someone doing what he did and then taking the easy way out of just ratting on everybody else and they were doing fuck shit 
I'm not saying those people should not be locked up, but they were getting investigated anyways. Uh, you think the whole six nine got caught up in situations anyways was 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 it was what it was, right? It was an investigation that came out of nowhere. He didn't get stopped at a traffic light and then boom, oh my god, this is a gangbanger or a supposed gangbanger. Let's bring him in. Oh shit, we found out all this other news. Nah, hey in the nine tray uh well not nine tray, uh Treyway, uh Bloods was getting investigated like for months, for years maybe. When they get you, they'll get you. When they want you, they'll get you. I know a lot of you non-street cats, y'all not gonna get it. Y'all internet cats, y'all y'all only street on the internet or whatever. And I'm not saying I'm the most street dude or whatever. I understand it. I understand everything, but. Don't ask me a stupid question of what would you do? Because if I was to front like I was a part of some gang and then be around when they're doing dumb shit or they're saying dumb shit and I knew I wasn't about that life and then I get caught up in it. The manly thing to do would say I fucked up. I knew this wasn't for me and I still stuck around. So if these men are going to be punished or these people are going to be punished and I was around when they did these things or they told me about these things. And at the time when they told me, I didn't say a goddamn thing to y'all. I should be dealt with the punishment too. That's what a man would do. Not a little snitching bitch. And a lot of y'all just exposing yourselves. But that doesn't surprise me. So that's all I got to say about that. I'm going to hit y'all with one more ad. And then we're going to get into the last topic of today's episode. Alright, last topic. I just wanted to do a review of... The show uh, Trigger Warning from Killer Mike. Killer Mike, awesome rapper. Um, he is also one half of the group Run the Jewels, but I like more so of Killer Mike's solo shit or the shit he's done with Outcast, you know, the whole Dungeon Fam and all that other stuff. But shout to Killer Mike. But just my quick thoughts about uh, the show Trigger Warning. I think that it is an important show. Uh, for those who are wondering where you can find this show, this series, uh, it is on Netflix. Just type in Trigger Warning or just type in Killer Mike. And in fact, you might still be able to see it on your home screen uh, of Netflix because it's a pretty new show. Um, it is a pretty big show as well. Um, so shout out to Killer Mike for that. Um, I'm not going to talk about case by case, show by show episode. This isn't going to be like my insecure reviews because number one, this is a Netflix uh, series. You can, you don't have to wait a week for a Netflix series to drop a new show. It's all there. The entire season is there. Uh, that's number one. Number two, um, I, my discussion about the show, I feel as though it's more important um, 
than just talking about, well, this is what I thought about episode one, two, three, four. Granted, I'm going to talk about specific episodes, um, but my review is really about the entire season and just the show in general based off of this first season because it's only been one season of the show. And I do believe that he said in his Breakfast Club interview that there will be a season two. So I am looking forward to seeing that when it does happen or if it does happen. Um, But as far as my thoughts on season one or just this series in general based off of me watching season one so far like I said I think it's an it's an important show to have um and because of that I still want it to be around but I do think that it is highly scripted yep I do not believe that everything and I may be an idiot I may be an idiot maybe that's the point the point is to have uh the point is to have a scripted series showcasing real situations and real life people right um if i'm missing the point by all means feel free to laugh at me call me an idiot or kindly say hey that is the point of this series was to have these scripted uh situations these real life situations but in scripted form right Feel free to do any of that. If you want to laugh at me for not catching the gist, I never said I was the smartest man alive. That's the problem. People think that I think I'm the smartest man alive because I end up saying things they don't say or put them in a way that they never thought of. That's not the case. I'm not Kanye. I'm not going to say some basic shit in a different way than call myself a genius and then have stupid motherfuckers call me a genius. No, I'm just me. So... I'm no genius. I'm just a guy who likes to share his thoughts. So, again, the show is very important because it talks about issues that are actually very important in real life. Uh, uh, Issues like the double standards of uh, black gangs and white gangs. You know how like the Hells Angels, they're basically marketed as... Uh, they're, they're not even looked at as a fearful gang anymore with most white people or just white people in general. I can't say most. I can't speak for all white people, but they're not looked at as this dangerous gang. Um, when you can look up documentaries on YouTube about the Hells Angels, them dudes get down, get down and dirty. Um, you know, they do some wild shit, they did some wild shit, um, that's all I'm gonna say about that, um, but the way that they're marketed now is just this friendly biker club, uh, or this, you know, fashionable biker club or whatever, right, whereas people still look down upon the Bloods and the Crips, and the Crips are basically, uh, activists, you know, A lot of gangs are really just activists, but they are people, uh, they're just groups of individuals that, um, specifically the Crips when we're talking, are, you know, community resistance in progress, right? Uh, they, They were formed to protect their neighborhoods from 
the police that was going in and terrorizing these black neighborhoods. Going into Oakland neighborhoods and, and beating up on black men and, and shit like that. And just shooting up black neighborhoods and just going around burning black churches and burning down black neighborhoods. And yes, terrorist attacks by Americans, but by the police department. Yet no one's calling the police department terrorists. No one's either calling them terrorist attacks too. Now, I've seen people make stupid comments like, Terrorism has nothing to do with the... the it, it's... It, he said something about like it has everything to do with like trying to push a religious narrative. People love, love, love to reframe words to fit their narrative. Terrorism has nothing to do with can people terrorize out of religion? Yes. But terrorizing people and terrorism in general is just harming people to put fear in it. You know what I'm saying? Like terrorizing people. So it's basically just tormenting them, terrorizing them, harming them. And that's what the police were doing to these uh, black neighborhoods. Um just going there, fucking up black neighborhoods, fucking up black people because it wasn't because of some religious uh, disagreement. It wasn't because the police were pushing uh, for a specific religion. They wanted these black people to follow it. And if the black people didn't follow that religion blindly, that they were going to beat them the fuck up and shoot them up and burn their houses until they uh, uh, uh Complied. It was racism. So yes, religion can play a part in people's terrorism, but racism can also play a part in it. People who go around uh, just just terrorizing women—that's terrorism. But sexism is a part of that. But it all falls under the umbrella of terrorism. Okay. Now, let me not get swipe swipe. Let me talk about uh, trigger warning. Again, I think trigger warning is, uh, I don't know how many times I can say this, an important show to have. I think it's very important. I just felt after the Crippin' Cola episode, I felt like it became... A little too scripted. Even prior to that, I I was like, okay, this isn't real. This can't be real. Real meaning that these people, these actors is what I call them. These actors are not there. I mean, these people are acting basically. These, this is not what really happened because in my mind, I predicted various situations to happen way before they even happen and that's why I believe it's scripted because if I was a writer a producer, director I would write these things in, for example Killer Mike Super Group uh, in one of the episodes, and yes there will be spoilers like I do include them in all of my fucking reviews of episodes and movies you got a problem with that? Um, once again, I say the reason why I include spoilers because 
Nothing can you cannot spoil you cannot spoil anything for me. My thing is I have to see things for myself in order for me to get the full experience. So you could tell me verbatim what happened in a certain episode or a movie, and it's not going to hit me the way it hit me when I first saw it. I'm a visual person. I have to see it. And then my emotions come out. If you tell me, oh, this is what happens. I'm going to be like, okay. Until I see it, then whatever emotion that I am feeling at the time, that's when it comes out. I know not everybody is me. So spoilers maybe do affect other people differently. I'm just saying they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't hit me. And because of that, I feel comfortable uh, saying things in specific episodes and movies. And two, I find it real hard for me not to say these things, especially when I already thought out, okay, I'm going to talk about this scene. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about that. Now I got to dance around that situation. I got to dance around my own thoughts so I won't spoil shit for you. Nah, it ain't going down like that. I'm sorry. They ain't going down like that. Until I get better at not spoiling shit, you're going to get spoilers. That's just what it is. I appreciate you for listening still, if you are. Anyways, so the episode where he creates this supergroup. This supergroup has a, a gay, I believe a gay Puerto Rican male who is seemingly racist, but not so racist, but seemingly racist, but not so racist. You got that guy. You got an albino Black Lives Matter activist who I've never even heard of. I've seen of before. Again, I'm not saying I know every Black Lives Matter activist, but he claimed to be one of the lead Black Lives Matter activists. Yet I never seen this guy before. Right. Which just means that that just screamed to me actor. He's acting like he's one of the lead Black Lives Matter activists, right? Um, You got, so you got the gay Puerto Rican man who says racist shit, but he's not really a racist. And he gets super offended when people say homophobic shit, but he cannot look at uh, racist shit and see the offense in that. You got him, you got the albino Black Lives Matter activist. You got this Erica Badu, uh, terrible, uh, you got this, I want to say militant Erica Badu impersonator. Now I will give this lady credit. She sounded just like Erica Badu. She sounded so much like Erica Badu. It was freaky how close she was. She, she didn't look like Badu at all. I mean, Badu at one point did shave her hair shave her head and she did rock the bald look or the short fade look uh this woman rocked the short fade uh badu look but sound wise sounded just like erica badu it was freaky how much she sounded like badu it was as if every time it was as if badu and this show seems super scripted to me so it wouldn't surprise me if it came out that Erica Badu was voicing this woman's voice because they were like you're going to be the Badu spinoff but you sound nothing like Badu so we need the real Badu to come in and do your voice and whenever you speak that's when Badu speak but we're not going to let it be known that this is Badu's voice obviously we're going to we're going to think that this is your voice or we're going to trick people to think that this is your voice but this lady sounded like Badu. 
And I'm talking speaking wise. She didn't sing anything that much. I think she rapped. But she also was, again, she had the Badu vibe and she was more militant. Badu talks about love. I mean, we talked about it in this on this podcast, how Badu's always talking about love and positivity. This, this lady was the opposite. She was about blackness and feminism, but she was about fighting back. So she was basically the Malcolm X version of Erica Badu to Abadu being the MLK version of herself, right? If I had to best personify uh, or classify the two, Erica Badu, the original, would be Malcolm X. This person impersonator, forget her name, that sounded like Erica Badu, but was the Malcolm X of Erica Badu. So if Erica Badu was out here talking about some let's kill white folks or that's not what Malcolm was saying. I'm just saying let's fight back. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's get strapped. Let's do this. Let's do that and all that other shit and telling women uh, fight back against rapists, against men and all that other shit. And that's what it was. So you again, let me name off the characters so far. Gay Puerto Rican racist who isn't racist but gets homophobic. I mean, gets mad when people say homophobic shit, but can't have the same energy when people say racist shit. Albino Black Lives Matter activist. Erica Badu, the Malcolm X version. If if Malcolm X and Erica Badu had a kid together, it would be this lady. Nets member, quirky member in the group. This. Black guy who is a Confederate flag supporting Southerner who has a white wife and says that he doesn't see color, that he wouldn't consider his wife to be clear, I mean, to be white. He, could, he calls her clear. He doesn't say white people. He says clear people. He didn't say what he calls black people, but you can it's, assume it be the opposite of clear, which is dirty, which is dirty. So this black man dressed as a cowboy supports the Confederate flag, has a quote, clear wife and sees people of her skin tone as clear people, not white people, but clear people, again, can be assumed that he thinks the people who do not look clear are dirty or unclear people. That's another member of the supergroup. So let me go about about it again, people. You got the gay Puerto Rican who says racist shit but gets mad when people says homophobic shit. You got the albino Black Lives Matter activist who's offended by everything. Okay? You get Erica Badu and Michael Metz's daughter. And now you got Uncle Ruckus's nephew in the group 
Next up after Uncle Ruckus' nephew, you have a neo-Nazi Trump supporter. I can't make this up, people. Well, I can make this up, actually. Like I said, this shit seems so fucking scripted that you got all these people in this super group that's making music. Uh, but you got a neo-Nazi Trump supporter who says, who tried to coin the, uh, the term white nigger. You don't believe me, you can watch the show yourself. He tried to coin the term. He's a rapper too. He raps. Well, he rapped. He was rapping a part, uh, um, and while he was in the supergroup, he coined the phrase "white nigger." And guess what? He said his reason for saying the N word is because he believes racial slurs are funny, and that if black people can use the term "honky." Because he thinks it's funny that he should be able to use the word nigger in any context. And like I said, he's also a neo-Nazi who uh, is a Trump supporter. After the neo-Nazi. Don't let me go through the groups again, people. Let me not. Because I'm not going to move on from members until I name every single member, y'all. We got the gay Puerto Rican who is racist but hates homophobic people. But don't have the same energy for racism. You got the albino Black Lives Matter activist who is offended by everything everybody says. You got Erica Badu and Malcolm X's daughter. You got Uncle Ruckus's nephew. And now you got the white nigger, neo-Nazi Trump supporter. After the white nigger, neo-Nazi Trump supporter, you have this Jewish Renaissance woman. Ali was probably, if not the only member of the group that I liked because she was the least problematic or she wasn't problematic at all or she didn't seem like she was an issue if I had to choose a fave member of the group it was her because she didn't say any wild racist shit she didn't say any wild homophobic shit she was a weirdo (laughs) she dressed oddly but she could sing and I have nothing against her being Jewish or nothing against her uh, trying to live in the renaissance movement I guess I didn't really get why I mean I think the only reason they included her is because of how she dressed and the simple fact that she is Jewish standing next to a neo-Nazi that's it that's the only reason why I believe they got her in the group Plus, she was the actual person, one of the actual people in the group who could actually sing. The dude, oh yeah, the gay Puerto Rican dude, his name is Mario. He was all about promoting his shit, but he could not sing at all. And I'm not saying that because I believe the dude is a fucking idiot, but I don't think he was a good singer at all, period. Um, But this woman actually was a good soprano singer. Uh... She just was a weirdo. 
she looked weird and i'm saying weirdo you know not in a way of making fun of her i'm saying weirdo in a way of she was really different right that's how i'm saying so she was really different so different that she she lived her life in the 21st century as if she lived in again the renaissance time not the harlem renaissance people we're talking about renaissance renaissance people before the Harlem Renaissance, all right? Harlem Renaissance was with black folks. We're talking about the white folks Renaissance, right? She lived as if she was a part of that time, but she also carried her Jewish faith. So once again, going back, we got Mario, the gay racist who hates homophobia, but doesn't have the same energy for racism. After Mario, you have the black, the albino Black Lives Matter activist who is offended by everything everybody says, except for his sister, sister who Erica Badu Malcolm X, who sounded exactly like Erica Badu, was so freaky, but was on the Malcolm X tip of I'm gonna cut this white man's dick off if he says nigger once again. Okay, um, and then after that, you had. Um, and this is in no order of when these members were 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 created or added to the group or super group, as Mike put it. But I'm just going based off of memory, right? After Erica Badu and Malcolm X's of uh, you know love child or whatever, you have uh, Uncle Ruckus's nephew. You have the neo-Nazi Trump supporter, the white nigger, as he called himself. Um, then you have the Jewish Renaissance person lady who could sing like a motherfucker, but was a weirdo. Um, and I feel like for some reason I'm missing anybody else. I feel like I'm missing some more people or someone else, but that is the group. I think that is the group. Now I've spent entirely too long telling you about the group. Here's why I was scripted. Again, people, you're saying, how can all these people get along and make music together? Well, they didn't get along. There were some parts where they did actually get along and they put their differences aside, which again was the point of these episodes was to show, hey, look at all these people. They put their differences aside. And then the final episodes when uh, Killer Mike... uh, Again, I don't believe this is true. He actually did this, but he succeeded from the United States and created an entire country within the United States called New Africa. And guess who were the first citizens of New Africa? You guessed it. His supergroup, the supergroup with the with Mario, the gay racist but hates homophobia. The albino Black Lives Matter activist who's offended by everything. Erica Badu and Malcolm X's love child. Uncle Ruckus's nephew. The neo-Nazi white nigger Trump supporter. The Jewish slash Renaissance woman. And yeah. If I'm missing anybody else in this damn group, it's because maybe you didn't stand out as much as all the people that I named it but yes they were the first citizens of New Africa 
okay? And the only black people, really, uh, in this group, again, the albino, Erica Badu and Malcolm X's love child, and Uncle Ruckus's nephew, who probably wished that he wasn't black, but he is. Um, and then the only—I mean—they weren't the only other people of color. I didn't know Mario was Puerto Rican because, again, he gave me the vibe of a white passing person who didn't even let them, who don't necessarily let. Uh, people know that hey I'm not white I'm Puerto Rican I'm this I'm that they live their self at they live their lives as a white man because it's easier or a white person because it's easier up until it comes time for them to actually bring out their heritage then no I can't be racist because I'm Puerto Rican or no I can't hate black people because I'm gay I didn't know that about Mario until he wanted to bring it up when Mike Again, this is one of the episodes where I felt that dialogue was actually real, where Mike was getting fed up and he said, he just calls him out and says, you, sir, are an absolute fucking racist. And then Mario gets offended and he's like, oh, how can you call me a racist, this, that, and the dirt, simply because, uh, and Mario was saying some downright racist shit, though. They was, he, Killer Mike brought up the Hells Angels point that I talked about, and then um, Mario says, well, they have changed over the years, but he didn't want to give that same energy to the Bloods and the Crips and other black gangs, or predominantly black gangs. He talked about, I saw documentaries on YouTube, and, 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 and they do this stuff, and they do that stuff. But then you did not want to say, well, maybe those documentaries are old. That's number one. Number two, those documentaries are one-sided. Number three, the same way that I look at the Hells Angels should be the same way that I look at the Bloods and Crips and any other predominantly black gang. Maybe they have changed over the years. Yeah, maybe there is a bad, there are bad apples of this group. But there are good people too. Because of that, Killer Mike said, you are a racist. He got offended. Blah, say, blah. You can watch the rest of their dialogue. Um, but after that episode, I want to say, because that was the Crippin' Cola episode. Um, that's when things got highly scripted to me. And for some reason, I feel as though the only reason why the show took a turn from being somewhat scripted to actually being an episode that was uh, or a series that was up until that episode was seemed pretty legit like the conversation seemed pretty legit is what I'm saying um, it's because I think Mike and I don't want to make it seem as though I'm saying Mike was afraid of the backlash or afraid of, uh, you know, what if Netflix was going to play the shit, um, but he knew he had to get it out there, and I don't think Netflix, if this was 100% real, Netflix would have went through with it, I don't, I think they saved the realness for their documentaries, and that's that, but as far as a series on Netflix, they're not going to want 100% realness. They're going to want some scripting to go down. 
I think that's part of it. Again, I do not. I am not in any way, shape, or form saying that because I think the scripting was did kind of take my enjoyment of the series away. Um, that this is a terrible series. That um, it isn't an important series. Once again, I cannot stress enough how important I believe uh, this series is. Because no matter how scripted I believe that it is, I believe that it brought up great, uh, it was very educational, which is uh, something that I really loved about it. Um, But it brought up great discussion points and we all could learn from, that we all could learn from. And that's why I'm bigging up the series still. As far as the scripting go, obviously I'm not a fan of it. I want actual connections if these people of this super group actually connected on a friendly level and things like that i think that they'd be under to uh, they'd be able to understand um why like mario wouldn't be on here talking about some um he wouldn't be on here talking about uh because there was a point where he did seem as though he tried to see his faults. But then I feel like, again, the script, they tried to, you know, whatever the scripting was going on, they're like, nah, you gotta, you gotta stick to the racist gay character, basically. Um, also, I, as I was saying before, if they're really, if these, if, if members of this super group were really friends and they're really cool, that's beautiful. But I don't see how it's possible that you have a friend who believes in racial slurs being funny and the ugly history behind the racial slurs not being. Uh, connected to these supposed funny racial slurs because he thinks the word nigger is funny to say, right? I don't see how someone who considers themselves an activist of uh, or pro-blackness, whether you are the love child of Erykah Badu and Malcolm X or you're an albino Black Lives Matter activist, I don't see how you could be okay with a neo-Nazi saying some dumb shit like that. I don't see how, again, and they try to paint uh, somewhat the albino activists as being homophobic. I don't see how a a guy who is obviously homosexual could be friends with somebody who is homophobic. Or at least has some issues with... uh, a man, two men being together and two women being together, right? Well, I'm going to say two men being together because a lot of these homophobes really don't care about lesbianism or don't. They see it as a sexual thing that will please them and not, you know, not anything other than just two women doing something to please a man, basically, right? But I don't see how these people could be friends, I also don't see how a Jewish person, no matter what time zone they're living in, whether they're living in the 21st century or the 18th century, uh, 
I don't see how they can befriend a neo-Nazi. I, I have yet to hear any, and I've talked to a few Holocaust survivors, Eli Wiesel being one of them. I've talked to a few Holocaust survivors, and none of them had good things to say about Nazis, nor did I um, look at them and say, you should forgive Nazis and Nazism. We've actually shared our hatred for Nazis or just the disgust for Nazis and racism and stuff like that. So I don't see how any Jewish person who has pride in themselves can look at a neo-Nazi and say, yeah, you, you personally may not have done what you did to my ancestors and because you didn't personally do that. Because that was the quote white niggers uh, uh, excuse for why he was what he was he he said well I didn't personally own slaves I didn't personally cause the holocaust or I was not around when the holocaust was going down but these are my beliefs you hold the same beliefs as slave owners you hold the same beliefs as racists in general you hold the same beliefs as Nazis I don't give a fuck if you literally were there in Germany I don't give a fuck if you were literally in Mississippi whipping on a slave. The mindset that you share with the literal slave owner, with the literal Nazi soldiers, with Hitler himself, the mindset that you have, that you share with them, that's the fucking problem. It has zero to do with you literally being there or not. You're not Miss Time Warp Renaissance women. You can't time travel. I get it. But. The mindset is the fucking issue. The fact that a bunch of neo-Nazis can't see that. A bunch of racist folks in general cannot see that for some reason. And also, if you are the gay man Mario, how can you be friend with uh, someone like that as well? Because it wasn't like the, uh, the neo-Nazi Trump supporting uh, white nigger was going around saying some. He may not have said uh, the word moist that offended because it was the albino Black Lives Matter activist who said the word moist, which offended Mario. And Mario got on him for doing that. But then uh, he tried to defend the neo-Nazi using the N-word and saying, well, Rappers say it a lot in their songs. I'm going to get myself upset talking about this shit. My throat is getting dry too. I don't have any water. I drank all my... uh, I had chocolate milk, people. (laughs) So I drank all that before I hit record because it was so good and I love chocolate milk. That's what it is. But that's pretty much what I got to say about uh, Killer Mike Trigger Warning. Uh... Did I get triggered right now? Kind of, yeah. He probably got me. Yeah, he got me. But all in all, like I said, it's an important episode. Uh, well, it's, important. it's an important series um, to watch. Good series. I just think it's heavily, heavily scripted. But at the same time, um, I'm not going to sit here at like what Killer Mike stand for and a lot of the shit that he uh, 
was trying to put out on on this series uh, that I'm going to personally agree with. I know his fans will say, well, because he's so rich and he's so smart, you got to Like, that's the old world, uh, the, the aura I feel as though they have of Killer Mike because of how famous he is because of the raps, uh, the music that he makes. And they're, they, you know, it's, it, it's this idea. It's, it's kind of like the same uh, where Kanye fans say because he's so smart, because he's so rich. When they're they're so stupid, they're equating one's uh, monetary wealth with intelligence. There's a lot of rich people out here who are stupid as fuck. I'm not saying Mike is one of them. But there are a lot of rich people out here who are stupid as fuck. But... I am looking forward to season two, if there is going to be a season two, and if there's going to be more seasons to this, I am looking forward to it, all right? But this has been another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast with your host, Ernest, you love Ernest, same guy, different name, timestamps in the description box below, as usual, wow, but until next time, until next episode, stay black, if you're black, ass is black. Or if you're albino and you identify as black, like the brother on the show, okay. And if you black and you and you don't want to consider yourself black, like Uncle Ruckus's nephew, uh, shame on you, bro. I don't know, but um, stay black if you're black. Black lives matter. I'm not albino. I'm not an activist. I guess, uh, but I'm still going to scream Black Lives Matter. Um, and by the way, I know there's somebody who got a problem with me saying that, and this nigga black too, and it wasn't Uncle Ruckus's nephew who said he had a problem with it. Your argument for why people should not scream that is counterproductive to your entire argument that you spew in general. So I when people contradict themselves, that's it. I don't feel the need to respond to anything because you've made arguments that were pro-black. <laughs> so now one cannot be, one cannot say black lives matter and be pro-black. If someone says black, that's like telling, um, people to they can't say black pride or I'm black and I'm proud uh, or support black businesses you you know you can't just say black pride but then tell people just to support black businesses which is part of black pride saying black lives matter is simply just black pride it's just the modern day of black power and stuff like that or just you know, let it, letting people know this is how we feel about ourselves, and and yeah, the the not every black person is going to be a good example of uh, you know what it means to be black and proud, or just just black people having pride. Period. You know, uh, Zora Neale Hurston said it best. Not every skin folk is kin folk, you know, 
Um, so I'm not going to stop screaming Black Lives Matter because and uh, I'm not going to stop screaming that because you got black folks killing other black folks. Nah. I'm also not going to stop saying that simply because everybody kills every fucking buddy. White folks kill white folks. You don't see white people saying, white people who believe in this, saying, let's not say white supremacy or white power. Uh, you know, uh, Chinese people in China kill Chinese people. You don't see Chinese people saying, let's not support our own people because you have Chinese people who are in gangs and, you know, the Yakuza and, you know, Japanese gangs and all that other shit. You don't see them saying, let's not have pride in ourselves because there are bad apples of these communities fucking up people in their own community. Shit. You don't even say gay, see gay people. <laughs> None of this is a long ass outro, but I got to. You don't see gay people saying, let's not push for LGBT rights and, 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 and equality because of Jesse Smollett's bitch ass. No, what they're doing is, well, what they're not doing. What ideally what they should be doing is Jesse Smollett happens to be a gay man but he does not represent the entire community he does not represent how we feel in general and that's how black people should do with uh black folks who are just skin folk and they're not of the community and they're destroying the community that's how chinese people see it that's how white people see it you're never gonna see white folks say some dumb shit like let me not support my own community because you have community members fucking up the community. They say, no, that's their dumbasses. That's their cracker asses. I'm still going to support my community. The Chinese people do it all the fucking time. Jewish people do it all the time. So black people can easily do that. I know I said I wasn't going to dignify a response, but there's my response. But anyways, stay black, stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter, and I'm out. Peace.